Genre Productions presents. Oh my God, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my God, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Lindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre Welcome back to Rocky Minutes, a daily podcast where I sit next to a dummy and read off the dummy cards one punchy minute at a time. I am Jason. I don't think I wrote that. <laughs> That's what I read. That's what I saw here. I'm Doug. And joining us again today is Scott Corelli. Hey. Maybe. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, today we're knocking out minute 34, which begins with Christ and ends with Sad Rocky. Oh man, I okay. the The last one was bad. The last commercial was bad enough. But like, hi, my name is Rocky Balboa, the Italian stallion. They say I'm the American dream, but I'm not. After a hard day in the ring, I look like the American scream. Then I say, Rocky boy, you gotta shape up. <laughs> That's a plus writing. Oh my god, I I look like the American scream. What does that look like? What is what does that even mean? I I understand that it rhymes with dream, but like, oh my god, this is this commercial. Wow, mm-hmm. who wrote this crap? I don't know. This is a disaster. Awful, awful, the, awful. Both of them were both the, the original one and the alternate set and and uh, narrative and everything was absolutely terrible. Yeah. But everybody's treating Rocky like he's a dummy here. Yeah. What is uh, the American scream? I look like the American scream. What does that even mean? I know. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it just rhymes with dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, After- and, and, and just to, where Doug's looking at his book, if you look at Rocky's face, aside from the makeup job, what is it supposed to look like? If your face looked like that, 
a little bit of aftershave isn't going to help you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no amount of aftershave. Aftershave isn't going to help the way you look, period. <laughs> it's not what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> he, he says after, like, as he's reading this line in the book, um, he says, uh, I couldn't believe what I was saying. I had a feeling that I wasn't selling Beast Cologne, but I think I was selling out instead. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's so pure. <laughs> oh, man. How, I look like the American scream. I, I tell myself, Rocky boy, you better shape up with reconstructive surgery. <laughs> I, like, what, what do you, I just don't get it. The, the line continues in the book. Uh, it says, Rocky boy, you got to shape up. Then I slap on the beast aftershave. Then I really am the American dream. So don't be punchy like me. Don't be... Oh, he goes, all right, it's Rocky, you know, fumbling over his line. Be a smart guy. And and I stopped and looked at the director who was chewing on the end of a pencil and said, you know, I ain't punchy. I got what you call a relaxed brain, which we'll get to. But yes, but but punchy, don't don't be punchy like me is is one of the lines in the script here. Oh, my God. Who writes this garbage? It is. Garbage. I don't know. I don't know. What does being punchy have to do with aftershave? I don't know. What does any of this have to do with aftershave? I don't know. This is a this is a mess. They need to fire this whatever advertising company came up with this crap. They need to get rid of them. This is awful. We're like their advertising guy within the company. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. However, this ended up working. It's not good. So here, the thing that sets Rocky off is when he when the director says, "Read off the dummy cards." I I can't believe he called them that. I, you don't that's not the thing that you that's that's the thing that like you know uh bad crew members will call them that you mm-hmm. know dummy cards uh like you know it's the cards for the dummy who can't yeah. remember his lines but you don't call them that to the dummy who can't remember <laughs> their lines like you don't do that <laughs> <laughs> you call them the cue cards yeah yeah Oh man, dummy cards! <laughs> but even a- after that, after all, all the abuse he's given Rocky today, after calling him a dummy, he he urges him to continue. Like how how, like he's 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 getting angry. I know, like when when I'm trying to like get my kids to do something, like uh, mm-hmm. like their homework, mm-hmm. let's just say, and um and they're either resisting or they're not getting it right. I can feel myself start to get a little impatient, but I know. That getting impatient and acting this way isn't going to help them do it any quicker or any better, right? And that and that's dealing with an eight and a six year old. You know that's funny because your kids are eight. Well, not funny, but it's interesting, kids, because your kids are eight and six, and your biggest problem is trying to tell them to do their homework. My kids too. And yesterday, our biggest problem was trying to get him to not eat his cereal out of the bowl off the floor like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I gave, he, he was asking for a bowl of Cheerios. I gave him a bowl of Cheerios. He took him off. He took him, put him on the floor, got on all fours, and was eating him out of, out of a like it was, he was a dog. It was a dog food bowl. And I was trying to get him not to do that. And I felt the same way. I'm glad the problems get get better. <laughs> They're just different problems. <laughs> just, I'd rather have a problem getting my kid to do his homework than to stop pretending he's a dog and eating his Cheerios out of, off the floor. Carry on. I'm sorry. I get to the, bother me. Scott's never going to want to have kids after this. so after rocky stops the director uh, i guess we're about 10 seconds in adrian is um she's like eager to see what rocky's about to say right yeah 
She wants him to stand up for himself. She wants him to, to, I mean, she probably wants him to unload on this guy. I don't know if she wants that. She's not a, a fighter. She's not a violent person. She wants him to stand up for himself, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I don't mean unload, like... Oh, you, I thought I, no, about, like, I, hop out of the small <laughs> ring and beat the guy to a living pulp. I mean, like, verbally tear this guy up. You know, all, all, all this has been going on. It wasn't until he called him dummy cards. Rocky thought, I, you know, he was, calling him. he was calling him a dummy. Like, he was, you know, that they were cards for him because he's a dummy. That's what set him off. It's good. I like that, though. I like to see him sticking up for himself. He says, I ain't punchy. I got what's called a relaxed brain. Yeah. I, w- I wondered if relaxed brain was a like a real medical condition. And everything I I found was um, ways to help relax your brain, <laughs> like yoga, meditation, that kind of stuff. I, I don't I don't think so. I think that's just what he calls being stupid. <laughs> like he's scientific. like I got I, yeah I got I got what you call a relaxed brain. Like he's he's that's what he's called. That that's what he's decided he's going to call. You know, not finishing high school. You know, like just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got a relaxed brain. I'm not good with smart stuff. Like, you know, that that kind of thing. Yeah, he only finished ninth grade. Yeah. Um I I I don't I, I do really like that he he's just like, you know, it's called manners. Like you're, yeah. you're being you're being rude, man. Like it's and I and I love it, but like the director isn't even listening because he's just like He's just like stop talking and just say the line. Like he doesn't even he's not even listening to what he's saying. Like he's that much of an asshole. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's like anything besides what Rocky's supposed to be saying is just nonsense commentary. Right, right. He might as well be a dog barking uh to this guy. Yeah. Well we we also talked a lot in the first movie we called Rocky childlike mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. and um just the way he's he's scolding this guy. You know, by calling him a rude guy, I'm trying very hard, and you're being rude. Yeah. And then he says, hey, that's bad manners, right, Adrian? But that's like the, the way a, a kid would stick up for himself. Right. But adults, you know, we, we, we use more colorful language. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, kid, you're being a rude guy. Instead of like, we, we keep calling him an asshole. Yeah. But, but that's the thing, though. Like, calling him an asshole wouldn't be polite. And right. Rocky is nothing if not polite. So he's like, hey, look, you're being a little rude. I'm trying my best here. And, and yeah, he's like, he, he's like, look, we're, we're, I'm not going to turn into whatever the hell you are. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand my ground and be a good guy. Uh, but I am going to point out how much of a dick you're being, you know? <laughs> and the, the, his response to this makes him even more of a dick. Because if, if I was... If I was <laughs> All right, if I was pushing my kids to finish their homework and to do it correctly, and they said, um, you know, Dad, I'm, I'm really trying very hard, and you're being rude, and that's just bad manners, I would crumble, and I'd be like, you know what, buddy, you are absolutely right. I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. this guy's response is, who cares? What are you trying to say? What does yeah. it matter? Uh, but Adrian, right by his side as always, yep. uh, when she says that, that's bad manners, right, Adrian? She, she looks right at the mm-hmm. director, and like she a, goes, yes. Like a confident net. If Adrian... She's known for being the shy, timid, quiet girl. But it, it, when she's sticking up for Rocky, she's a different person. She's she's confident. She's uh, uh, her demeanor changes when she's when she's defending her man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, I mean, this is what she loves about him, right? Is that he's not like this guy. He does have manners. He's polite, and 
uh, you know, that's what he cares about this stuff. He cares about treating people with respect and that that's what she really loves about him. Right. It's, it's like, you know, having, being, being polite, like, okay. So there's this, um, there's this saying in, in Hollywood, which is, uh, you either get, you, you get a job by being one, by being two out of three things. Um, if you're a director, a writer, whatever, you're either, you're either fast, you're good, or you're really nice. People who are fast and good, but assholes will get work because they're fast and they're good. Mm-hmm. People who are really nice, but not that good might get work because they're fast. They're fast and they're nice. Mm. People like working with them. They go home on time. That's good enough. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who are, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, nice and good. And they don't, they, they take a really long time, but the stuff that they turn out is really good and they're really nice to work with. So it's fine. You need to be two out of those three things to get work in Hollywood. And I feel like this guy is on the East Coast because he's not nice, he's not good, and as we've seen today, he's not particularly fast either. So this director is, uh, he has no business working in this industry at all. So maybe that's why he's so bitter, because he tried to make it in L.A. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> has been blacklisted he's- to the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's been relegated to com- East Coast commercials. <laughs> That's a Venn diagram that you can understand. You know, you have to be two of these three things to get to get work. Right. Does three out of the three, does that exist? Uh, I mean, I think so. I think when that happens, you're like Steven Spielberg or J.J. Uh, hmm. Abrams. You're like one of those like monsters at that point when you're all three things. Okay. Because like that is probably so rare. That it's insane, but like Steven Spielberg, I know is really fast. I mean, he like turned around that uh, that movie last year about the, the the newspaper, the the Watergate, whatever. Oh, uh, oh uh, yeah. Um, I forget what that movie was yeah, called. Yeah, right. uh, But but yeah, I mean, he turned that movie around. Like he got that script, and the movie was out in theaters within a year. Like it's crazy. Um, he's crazy fast. Everybody loves the guy. And he's immensely talented. So I, you know, I think basically you have all three things, and you're Steven Spielberg. That's why the, those guys are just more recognizable by name because of because they have that rare gift. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm just noticing now that we're getting more shots of uh, Rocky shorts. I think they're velvet. Oh no! I think they're like pink velvet. Like I don't think that's blood. I think it's reflecting oh. the shiny pink velvet. That was um, um, when uh, earlier on, uh, I think it was it might have been last week, when Apollo Creed's reading the hate mail. Oh my his, god, they might be reading the the, the hate letters in, in his house. He his um, that we we kept calling it a silver like tracksuit mm-hmm. was in fact like a shiny pink. I don't know velvet, but it was like a satin, like a shiny pink satin. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of one. So, so that that just might be a seventies thing. Yeah, could be. Huh. Um, I can't believe this makeup thing it just comes off all in one piece. That's <laughs> when he pulls on it. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Oh my end. I like when he says, "I got to be punchy to be uh, you know doing this shit in front of my wife." Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about all the people, the hunting ladies who are now boxing ladies for some reason. Um. 
Still wearing his wedding ring, by the way. Uh, oh, my God. I just realized the continuity between these two commercials. They caught this poor caveman, and the caveman they found was Rocky Balboa, and they've turned him into a boxer. <laughs> These, these these women run an illegal caveman boxing. Oh, my God. Yeah, they go out and they get the cavemen. They club them. Yeah. <laughs> they train them to be boxers. They give them aftershave. The only, the only problem with that is then he he had the club, though. He could have de- <laughs> could have defended himself. Like, why would you capture – sorry to go back. But why would you capture someone, put them in a cage, but let, let them keep their weapon, their, their giant club? All right. Anyway, so yeah, that's good points. Scott. There's one of those, um, one of those montages where like he wants, where they're trying to teach him how to box, and he wants to use a club, but they're like, no, they take the club away from him, and they say, use no. these, <laughs> these. See, like he doesn't even know how to wear the boxing gloves. He just <laughs> he wears them around his neck because he's a dumb caveman. And he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh man. <laughs> See, the uh, beast aftershave people really had something going here. Yeah. <laughs> you like that cartoon background, Jay? I like it. <laughs> Fair enough. I love. I love that the agent just like leaves. He just oh. sulks out of the <laughs> yeah. set. He's just like, I'm just gonna quietly step out, and no one is gonna know. Be the wiser. <laughs> but that you know, the director notices at the top of his lungs. Where are you going, Leonard? <laughs> Take this guy with you, Leonard. Hmm. <laughs> Oh man! I, he says I only work with professionals. Like, come on! Really think highly of yourself. Ugh. But the director does the slow, like tiptoeing walk. Like, I don't want anybody to know the I'm agent. Being, yeah, the agent. Yeah. I'm sorry, the agent. You have wasted our time, sir. His the director's rant is is good. It's very memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you don't you don't treat Rocky this way. You don't treat anyone that way. True, true. But yes. Sid Rocky turning around, uh, you can you can feel his frustration. And, and as I said earlier, I was talking about how everything that's happened since he got out of the hospital has been steps toward him fighting again. And this is one of them. You can tell, like in his head, there's part of him that's going like, maybe I should just go back to fighting. You know, he doesn't he doesn't yet. He tries some other things out, but maybe, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should just go back in the ring and fight and make my money. So you can start to feel his frustration coming out now. Just from this rear view where he's, you know, looking at the fake audience and he's holding his head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think also, too, like he, he bought the house, he bought all that crap, pretty much spending all his money, mm-hmm. kind of uh, putting all his eggs, like I said, in the commercial basket. Mm-hmm. Now that that's over, now he knows he's not going to be a success at commercial. Is there a little... Um, is there a little like uh, stress? Uh, stress yeah. here, saying, Possibly. "Oh my God, how am I going to make money mm-hmm. now?" Now, again, everything's leading him back to boxing. Like I said earlier, you know, he's he has all these other things in his life now: the kid coming, the wife, the house, the, the car, the jacket with the tiger on the back. He's got all these things now, and it's piling up now. And you can start to see that now he's re- this is one of the first scenes where he, you're, he's thinking like, "Oh my God, I you know I'm going to have to go back and fight. I can't do anything else." Well, let me go for a job interview first. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's yeah. definitely definitely it. Scott, when you were on with us last season, you said that Rocky Two was your favorite out of the um, existing Rocky movies. Yeah, I I do. I like this movie a lot, and I just I like it because of uh, I don't know. I just I like the arc of it more because I guess I guess um, I don't know. My issue with Rocky and Rocky Two as like taken as like a whole, 
um, those those two particular films. I really don't like the repetitive nature of fighting Apollo again. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels a little uh, sequely, but um, I don't know. I do. I really. I just. I like this movie a lot because I like what it says about this character, and um, it. I mean, it vi- kind of. Uh, I don't know. V- visits a lot of the themes that we end up dealing with in like the third and fourth one again, mm-hmm. but like um, deals with them in like a less cartoonish way. I think like the the idea of. Uh, you know, celebrity and, and how like, you know, no one really cares about you unless you're doing the thing that they love you for, you know? Right, um, right. so I don't know. I just, uh, I, I really, uh, I really do like this movie a lot. I think that it doesn't get the love that it, it, it Rocky two always seems like the forgotten Rocky movie to me. You know, because like mm-hmm. Rocky three, everyone's like, oh, yeah, the, you know, the one with Mr. T and then Rocky four. Oh, yeah. The the one with the exploding fists um, where <laughs> yeah. where where Rocky single handedly ends the Cold War. Um, and then and then uh, Rocky five. Oh, yeah. The one that everyone thinks is terrible. And, <laughs> yeah. and um and then old man Rocky like they're they're all very. Um, and then Rocky is the first one. But like, I think that Rocky two is sort of the forgotten one. And I think that it shouldn't be because I, I, I really think um, it's a really phenomenal sequel. Like it's, I, I think it's this movie uh, is the closest. I mean, I get like, other than I guess Rocky Balboa, it's like that you could watch Rocky, Rocky two and Rocky Balboa. And have sort of like a little mini trilogy there, because mm-hmm. um, Rocky three, four, and and five also have like a an arc to them. I think it's it's almost like they're they're in an alternate universe. Yeah, yeah, they're just more grounded, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we a lot of our guests and people that we've talked to they they love Rocky too. I I understand what you're saying how it, it could be overlooked. A lot of mm-hmm. times, but people really do love this movie. Yeah, well, because it's great. you talk to are, are Rocky fans. Oh, I see. I and see real Rocky fans like Rocky too. It's it's the other people mm-hmm. that just you know that aren't super fans, but like the movie. They I can see them forgetting Rocky too. Rocky three also I think is. Well, I think it's just easy to to merge Rocky and Rocky two into one movie in your in your memory. Mm-hmm. You know, because they do have a lot in common. As far as like I I sometimes I even have trouble remembering does he propose to Adrian in the first movie or the second one and I know it's the second one but mm-hmm. I I forget because it that scene is such a scene right out of the first Rocky that it's it's easy to forget yeah it has uh, the the feel is the same mm-hmm. as Rocky one right right Rocky three and Rocky four I mean. Sylvester Stallone changes so drastically physically mm-hmm. that you, you can't even confuse three for two or, or one. No. Same thing with no. four. But yeah, Rocky two. I mean, it's like, I know they, they didn't know how, how Rocky one was going to turn out in the first place. So they can't claim that they had Rocky two already in mind when they shot the first one. Mm-hmm. But they, when, when they decided to, when Stallone decided to write Rocky two, he wanted to kind of, make it as if Rocky 1 and Rocky 2 were one flowing movie, which it does feel like it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because Rocky 2 takes place immediately after the events of Rocky 1. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
we love Rocky too. I mean, you love Rocky too. Uh, like I said, a lot of our guests have. I mean, you can't have this series without it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You yeah. might be able to. You might be able to trim the fat somewhere down the line. Four, but five. <laughs> Four or five, yeah, but not is there. This is one. there any fat to 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 chew to chew off in uh four, in four? Four is like is oh, it, isn't four like eighty six minutes or something like four, that? Four is lean and mean, yeah. <laughs> as it is. Yeah. Oh man, like it's practically a short film. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's barely it's really a glorified music video if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Jay, if you think um reading the novelization for Rocky Two is going to be <laughs> Tedious for this season. Wait, just wait until season four. Why? There's a novelization. Yeah, and there's so much more material that is not in the movie. I guess because they wanted to make it lean and mean and montage heavy, but there's a lot of stuff in Rocky Four, the book and the script that has that wasn't in the uh, movie. All right. Um, but wait a few years for that one. Oh God, that stupid robot. Oh. My. Uh- <laughs> You know, uh, one of our friends has a, a Rocky podcast, and he interviewed the creator of the robot. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he was like a French um, engineer. Oh. I think he was French. But very the guy, it, I mean, he should be proud of his creation. It, it, it is impressive. But the, the robot, his name is Seiko. He still exists today. And he goes, he takes him to, um, to like events and stuff. The robot is very much a, a still alive and well. Good news. Wow. <laughs> Good news. Why wouldn't it be? It's a robot. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> Is that a person? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, does he Does he know? Do you know if the, the inventor of that robot knows or is, uh, like, is he aware of the theory that uh, Polly and that robot uh, have a special relationship? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he says it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not so ridiculous. Yeah. Not so far fetched. Yeah. Look, Polly Polly doesn't he's a lonely man, you know? Yeah, um. that he is. <laughs> True. <laughs> Jay's getting bored over here. I'm tired. I'm always tired. All right. What would you like to plug today, Scott? I will plug our YouTube channel. Uh you know, we have a we have a YouTube channel. Just search dueling genre. Um, I think it's youtube.com slash C slash dueling genre um, is uh, our direct link. Um, C is for channel, I think. But uh, anyway, the uh, our YouTube channel, we do um, the Dueling Genre Movie Club uh, every every month where um, a uh, an assortment of Dueling Genre hosts that change every month talk about a uh, movie pick each month. And uh, our Patreon supporters vote on the movie, uh, and then we uh, we we talk about it. Um, and that's that's live on our YouTube channel, and that's a lot of fun. Um, we're also talking about uh, you know future things that we're planning on doing with that. So if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, maybe check that out because we are uh, we have plans for things, especially in the new year. Um, we have plans for uh, stuff that we want to do with that YouTube channel. So. Um, you know, subscribe and uh, watch the Dueling Genre Movie Club for now, and uh, you'll you'll be the first to know about the new stuff that we're going to do next next year. So, stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, uh, we plug the same things we plug every day. Every day, uh, Mighty Mix is our listeners group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Rocky Minute. 
Gmail, Rocky Minute at, at gmail.com gmail. and you can check all our episodes out as well as your other favorite minute by minute episodes and other things on duelinggenre.com <laughs> give a proper shout out to movies by minutes and Star Wars minute guys too you, do, you usually Always. do it on Fridays no? yeah but you know I don't want to steal your not? thunder <laughs> steal your Friday uh, talk that's alright um, yeah moviesbyminutes.com is, has the uh, complete list of all the movies that got this treatment started by Pete and Alex is a Star Wars minute. We owe them our gratitude. I wonder if anybody would have figured this out if they hadn't. I'm sure they would have. Question that'll never be answered. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So come back tomorrow and we'll do this again, but with the next minute. <laughs> <laughs> well put. What are we waiting for? Take this! Hold on a second here. <laughs> I've known Doug for a long time now. Oh, boy. And he wouldn't say that. He would say, you want to see Rude? I'll show you Rude. <laughs> bad manners. You haven't seen bad manners yet. More along the lines. I would never.